0: Hi guys, with um, exam paper 1 just around the corner I thought today's podcast would focus on physical geography and I think what we want to look at is natural hazards. It's a big topic and I've got a feeling I I have a hunch as to what will come up as the 9 marker. Now last year was all about earthquake theory and hurricanes mainly with a bit on climate change. Now I think that something on the earthquakes in Nepal and Chile would come up. So I think they're going to look at how the effects and the responses vary um, based on the level of wealth of countries. That's what we're going to focus on today. Yay! So how do the effects and responses vary between two areas of contrasting wealth? I mean, the obvious thing you're going to say is that if you have less wealth, if you are a poor country, then the effects are likely to be worse and the responses are likely to be weaker, leading in turn to the effects being worse, um, particularly secondary effects. But you mustn't just leave it at that. That's so simplistic. You must be able to back it up with evidence. And you must also show that it's not always that straightforward, as hopefully you will find out when you explore the Nepal and Chile case studies. So you need to create a table. Um, This table in two columns will have Nepal in one column and Chile in the other. And then two rows below that, uh, one being similarities and differences, uh, being the other one. So what I want you to find out is... How Were there similar effects in both countries, regardless of wealth? And were there different effects in these countries because of wealth? I'm going to give you a couple of examples just to get you started. So one effect that was similar in both countries was the damage to transport infrastructure. In Nepal, the international airport was slightly damaged... And also became very congested as a result of aid being flown in. In Chile, it was slightly different. The port of Talcuano, I think is how you pronounce it, um, was damaged by the earthquake. And therefore, its ability to import and export um, was reduced. So we've got, regardless of wealth, an effect that has damaged transport infrastructure in both countries. Now a difference in the effect. I think the most striking difference is that in Nepal, nine thousand people died, whereas in Chile, five hundred people died. So that's a really straightforward one you could talk to. Another example of a difference is that in Nepal, the kind of the secondary effects, the ones that were caused indirectly. Uh, by the earthquake, were avalanches. Nepal's very mountainous, it's set in the Himalayas um, or located in the Himalayas. Um, that then led to snow um, being dislodged off the mountainsides, creating avalanches. Chile didn't have that problem, the earthquake was out at sea, and therefore, a secondary effect were that tsunamis were triggered. Now, those effects are not because of the wealth. They're because of the physical characteristics, the location of the earthquake. So that's something you could talk to. So what I want you to do is I want you to fill out that table with maybe three ideas in each box. Um, To help you, you need to use your notes. We had some decent notes on this, I hope. Um, But if you don't, then page 14 to 17 of the Caboodle textbook is where to look. Right, off you go. Okay, now I want you to create a table exactly the same as the last one, but instead of focusing on the effects, I want you to look at the responses. So how does the contrasting levels of wealth in Nepal and Chile affect their ability to respond? Again, pages 14 to 17 in the textbook will help you. Off you go. So hopefully now you've got two tables with a whole range of... Case study facts and details that you're going to be able to rely on and use as evidence for points in an exam question. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about why the effects and responses are why the effects are less and why the responses are quicker in wealthier countries. I think ultimately it boils down to two main things. Number one, money buys you stuff. Money buys you things like recovery equipment, bulldozers, helicopters, things that you can use and supplies to get to people, tents, shelters, blankets, all of that kind of stuff that you could stockpile and then issue out in the event of a disaster. Money also ...buys you protection. So in, in a place like Chile, when they build new buildings... ...particularly uh, skyscrapers and tall buildings... ...the money available allows that building to be as technologically advanced as possible. They'll have shock absorbers within the base. It'll use uh, construction materials that are particularly resistant to the vibrations of seismic waves... Uh they will use glass that is uh toughened and and to some extent flexible to allow it to survive in an earthquake if you don't have wealth in a country, your buildings are not going to include those kind of features, and you are not going to have the recovery and response equipment and supplies ready to go number two, I think ultimately a wealthier country indicates a country that is more developed now we've learned that development isn't just about money but it's a key indicator if you are a developed country then you're a country whose government is likely to be very planned and organized Um, ready to respond so take America for example they have an organisation called the Federal Emergency Management Agency or FEMA for short and they literally jump into action the moment any kind of natural disaster happens, they've got a very very clear procedure that they follow in order to respond to those events to minimise loss of life and respond as quick as possible Um, they plan for all eventualities even the eruption of the Yellowstone supervolcano Um, So they are very planned and organised. Countries like Nepal do not have that same planning and organisation. And ultimately, at a more fundamental level, countries like Nepal have weaker education systems and they have, therefore, fewer skilled people, fewer scientists who are able to plan and organise a response to these kind of events. (coughs) Okay, so you should now be ready to have a go at a a practice question and i'd suggest giving it 24 hours before you tackle this so my question for you is to what extent do the responses to earthquakes vary between two areas of contrasting wealth and that would be a nine-mark question i would Suggest also that you, you could change the wording of that question. So instead of responses, you could substitute effects and and that would be a different type of answer. So why don't you try and put an answer together using PEA structure and a conclusion at the end, making your points supported very clearly with the evidence that you got from your tables. And then if you want to send that to me, do that on Google Classroom or hand it in um, personally and I will have a go at marking it for you okay hope you've enjoyed the podcast uh, there'll be another one in a couple of days time um, and if you're listening to this on uh, Wednesday Thursday night good luck with your exams for the uh, rest of the week take care